for landlords by landlords. The Rent Perfect Podcast with David Pickrock. Well, welcome back. Hey, we last week went over this White House blueprint, Renters Bill of Rights, kind of talked about the kind of the the laying out of what they're trying to do. And we went through the number principle one. So go back and catch up if you haven't seen that. It's going to set up today for principle number two. This is too big and there's too many things in here we have to know to do this all in one podcast. Um, So welcome to... The second principle, Denny, which is clear and fair leases. That's already clear as mud. <laughs> <laughs> clear to who, fair to who, what in the world are we talking about? And who says so? so? Renters should have a clear and fair lease that has defined rental terms. Have you ever seen a lease that does not have defined rental terms? I've seen some leases that are not really good. Okay. You know, so on a napkin, on like... You, you don't see leases on napkins, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, you see some that are long. You see some that are right. short. But typically, they get the basics in. You know, what are the terms of the lease? How long is right. it going to be? How much is it going to be? What are your rights and responsibilities? And I mean, and that is what a lease is, correct? That is. Now, in Arizona, you know, and in many states, Alabama, different states, they have their laws they have their landlord and tenant uh laws and so that trumps the lease and it has a lot of things in there that are rights and privileges for a tenant rights and privileges for a landlord and responsibilities for both but in general i haven't you know i've been doing this for 30 something years now right i haven't seen a tenant without a lease you know even if you go for an eviction there's there's a lease there's always a lease right Always a lease. Now, maybe in the lower D's, maybe that's a little more not so many leases. I don't know. But typically, anybody who enters into any kind of agreement, usually it's in writing. I haven't I haven't really seen any verbals. So. Yeah. And, and landlords, you get in a lot of trouble in verbals, and we all know we, won't, we don't want to run our business like that, right? We're running a business. I love in the second principle of clear and fair leases, in the very second sentence, like, I think you would start with like what you would really want to happen. I think they don't even know where they're going here because in the second sentence they say leases should not include mandatory arbitration clauses. Danny, what is arbitration just to give us an idea and then let's just laugh at this for a second. Well, that is laughable, but an arbitration is, look, I don't want a court to look at this. Okay. I want a non-court entity usually, and they don't even say, you know, AAA, you know, has arbitrators. Yeah, American Arbitrators Association. It's a less formal situation. Right. But I don't know, and I know literally thousands, thousands of landlords, not one has an arbitration clause. Because why? We don't want arbitration clauses. No. If you have a problem, you need to get to the court quick. And if right. you have an eviction you need to do, if you did an arbitration, it would take months right. to get to an right. arbiter. Right. So, so it's a, I don't know if it's a red herring on purpose or if they're trying to tell us something else. Okay. So more, most civil lawsuits can go on for years. The eviction process in most states is very defined. It's very calculated. It, it goes through the system fairly, I don't want to say quickly because I don't know every state's process, but 
it's going to go through a lot quicker than an arbitration. Correct. And there's no reason to go to a full-blown informal arbitration hearing if you just haven't paid rent and you have that clear and fair lease that tells you what's going to happen if you don't pay rent. So we would never have an arbitration clause in our lease. It's funny, sentence number two, they, yeah, we agree with you. Okay, so, all right. A lease should provide a transparent policy regarding security deposits. Well, you do want that. Now, in many states, you don't get to make a transparent policy because the state already made it for you. You are subject to the state right. rules. Right. And so, but everybody, you know, tenants and landlords alike, they all want to know, okay, what's going to happen with my security deposit when I move out? Nobody goes into a lease anymore without knowing that and without having something in writing as to how right. that's going to work. Right. It's just normal. It's like your name. Right. Just like, okay, this is my name. Well, this is how the security deposit is going to work. Security deposits should be appropriately sized. And many states tell you what appropriate size is. So here in Arizona, we can't go over one and a half right. of the rent for your security deposit. But many, what, what is appropriately sized? I mean, is it what the tenant thinks is appropriately sized? Because that's a lot different than what I think. Well, I think what it means is what the government thinks. <laughs> <laughs> because if they're making these kind of statements... They're planning on doing something about this. Right. And it should be placed in an interest-bearing account. What a nightmare. So Is there such an... I want to put my money in an interest-bearing account. Where can I find one of those at? Yeah. What if there is no interest? You're getting <laughs> because paid Because right now, I'm getting $15 fee every account I have open at the bank. So are you telling me I'm, I can't place this really in a bank account, a standard you know, deposit bank account because I'm. It's going to decline fifteen dollars a month to have that bank account. So, what is an interest bearing account? A CD? Well, I think I think what they're really trying to get to here is look. Typically, in in most jurisdictions, when you have security deposits, the landlord gets to hold that security deposit. So right. they might have you know hundreds of security deposits. Right. And are they somehow making money on your security deposit? Um, yeah, maybe they make a few dollars. It's more of an accounting function than anything. So now are you saying, can you put them all in one interest-bearing account and so you have all of them? Or do you have to have separate interest-bearing accounts for each of your tenants? doesn't say, but... And then uh, the accounting on that is just a nightmare. Yeah, it's not like you're going to... Anybody's going to make a bunch of money. You gave me a thousand. We've had it for two years. Um, your account now is worth twelve hundred. So now you get twelve hundred towards your deposit, you know... I take me. It took me six hundred dollars to repaint your house. So now I owe you. I mean, what? Well, the bar. You know, the bar. If you have money, a client's money in your trust account. Okay. You have to. You have. You know. You have to have all of their money in a trust account. And guess who gets that money? Who? The bar. <laughs> they they take the interest. Do they really? Oh, they take the interest and it goes to the bar. Oh my goodness! As opposed to the people who whose money it is. Hey, don't say that because then we're going to have the White House blueprint for lawyers come up and they're going to give you guys a suggestion. Oh, that, they'll, uh, they'll take more and more control, I'm sure. Finally, the lease terms should be written in simple and clear language accessible to the renter. That's wonderful. Who is the person who judges that? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where they're, where they're going, but usually... A good landlord, 
and most of the ones I know are, are great. They want their language clear and simple and straightforward because they want their resident to understand what's going on. So they have an agreement. So they, they're on the same page. Because 100%. Expectations is huge. 100%. Most landlords will sit down with their applicant at the time, turning them into a tenant, saying, here's my lease. We can't have pets. We can't smoke on the property. We can't. They will lay out all of that stuff in their criteria and in their lease. If you are signing a lease that you have no idea what you're signing, that is not the landlord's fault. But I will tell you that most of us don't have this underlying man. I hope they don't see this. I mean, I, we I don't know if anybody has ever done that. Want you? In fact, most of my clients when they meet me trust me so much they're like, "Oh, we don't really have to go over the lease with you. We 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 tr- no. I am going to make you initial every single page of the lease. Even I can't make you read it, but I want to do every effort that I can to to make you read it. So we're completely and totally on the same page. That is a healthy relationship so that there's this smoke screen and we're writing these leases not in understandable terms it just shows you what they think of us yeah we're we're going to write this where we're going to hide things bury things use small print they think that's still happening in today's world it doesn't happen mm-hmm. and residents wouldn't put up with that anyway i mean they would look at that and go what is wrong with this even though many residents don't read the lease i mean that's that's true like you said, we can't make people read the lease. And then, you know, when when you go to a victim, they go, well, I, I, I didn't even read this lease, or I couldn't read this lease, or I couldn't understand this lease. You know, you right. get it after the fact, not when you're going into it. Right. And what's the judge going to say when you're in trial on that? Well, it depends on the judge, you know, mm-hmm. but most judges will say, well, uh, that's, that's your responsibility. You, you that's know, your signature. That's your signature. You have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. However, I have seen some judges Oh, you you couldn't read this? You didn't under you didn't understand the lease? Set for trial. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to really look at this. Right. I mean, some judges, you gotta be careful. Right, right. Okay, so they want us leases written in simple and clear language, and then a little bit down they say, Research suggests that consumers do not read their contracts. I think they're right. But and you, so what am I supposed to do as but, a landlord? But I need you to write them really simply so they can't read really simply. They, they can't read really simply. They don't, they, the bottom line is they don't want to read it. They just want a place to live, many people. And they know that most leases are the same. Others may not read it because they believe it is written in legal language they will not understand. Well, I can see how people would, would think that. But, you know, if you have a good landlord, right? a good landlord's going to have a good attorney that makes it where it's very easy to understand. What does legal language look like? How can I tell if it's legal language or not legal language? Well, if it's legal language, it would look a lot like non-legal language, <laughs> but just with different language. <laughs> uh, you know, okay. having written leases... This is a legal contract, <laughs> but don't write it in legal language. Well, having written leases for... you know, I probably How many leases have I written? I've probably written a thousand leases right. and read you know, three times that many. Um, a lease is a lease, and, and you have to get the terms in there. So I don't know what it means to have legal language. It's just language for a lease, mm-hmm. that whether you have an attorney or not. Well, then they go on to give you an example of what the Department of Defense does. And if I really like what the Department of Defense does, landlords, this is coming, okay? Uh, provide a supplemental plain language briefing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's your lease. Let me tell you what's or or let me get you a, a cover sheet. And maybe you'll read a paragraph, but not my three pages of lease. I I remember the first motion that I wrote when I was like, uh, it was back in like 1990 or something. And, uh, and so I wrote this beautiful motion and I spent hours on it. It was six pages. And I knew the judge. Anyway, so it comes back to me. He redlined it. Judge never redlines anything. He redlined it. He crossed off stuff. He used another color marker. And I looked at it and go, oh, what, what happened? Looks like some professor got a hold of this. And what happened was he wrote on the last page, he goes, hey, Denny, from now on, I don't want to see all this fluffy junk all over your motions. Just tell me what you want and tell me why I should give it to you. Right. And that was the best advice I ever got. Just get straight to the point. Get to the point and stop messing around. I just, I don't want to hear all this stuff. Just tell me what it is. And from that point on, that helped me in writing my leases as well. Just very simple. Here it is. Although my, my lease is 24 pages. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that all they could figure out in this section was a page and a half. Because I just really don't know if they're going to get any of this anywhere. It is so objective of what's fair, what's simple, what's legal. What I mean. I think I, it's like I, your first segment. It's uh, they're going to tell us. Don't even know. They're going to they're gonna make us do what they want. Do you see a national lease coming out of this then that they write and they claim is this is the approval of a national lease? I think you're going the right way. I think, I think they're going to want, just like you have all the rules set up, they're going to want to make this uh, a blanket across the nation and you do it the way we want it. And if you don't do it the way we want it, you're going to pay the price. Man, I'm so glad we have a government that's protecting us from every little miscue that could possibly have. I feel so safe in this country that this government is just so concerned well, about the document I read. Well, they want to protect us from ourselves. Yeah, because they really know. Like, I trust those guys. Give me a break. Sorry to get. Well, they want to make, try to make everything there, equal, equal for everybody. And, you know, there's something about equal rights, but. When you're talking about financial rights, I don't know if you can say there's equal financial rights. There just aren't. I think more people need to study why we came from Europe and established America. They need to study what happened in those days of their lives being so controlled by a king, every little thing he had his hand in, and they're like, we got to get out of here. Just leave us alone and risk their lives to travel to America. We are going down that exact same road, and we're smokescreening it in the fact that we're protecting you. We are absolutely taking people's uh, freedoms and rights, and we are we're just going in a direction I want. I don't want to go. Well, Love know, this country. I think it's the best country, but this is this is funny. Well, the Boston Tea Party was over a couple of taxes. Yeah. Last time I looked, we have over sixty-five taxes. That Who understands pay. that law? Yeah. Right. I mean. That's, that's crazy, but that's where we're going. Anyways, there is a second principle, the White House blueprint for a renter's bill of rights. I personally don't think it's anything you need to worry about right now, um, but just wanted to educate you on you and uh, educate you on that and uh, just see where they're going. Denny, anything to add here at all? Be a good landlord. Keep doing the things that you know you should be doing with your clear lease. You've got a clear lease. Yes. It's a good lease. There's nothing wrong with the lease that your landlords are using now. Uh, treat treat your people with respect and dignity, 
and do the best you can to work with them un- under the conditions of your lease. That's it. Okay. Nothing to worry about in the second principle. Uh, stay tuned for number three. We look forward to having you. And until next time, continue to rent. Perfect.